You're about to find out more about Joe Frazier. Now, Joe Frazier is, uh, well, let me explain him to you. He's a Navy commander, retired, uh, and he's announced his bid for the United States Senate to, to unseat uh, the Amy Klobuchar. Now, this is a man who's, who served this nation in uh, the United States Navy and was a commander. So, you know what? He deserves everyone's respect. Uh, I don't know if I should call him commander or Joe or what I should call him, but I do want to start with this. Thank you for your service to our nation, sir. Thank you, Joel. I appreciate you having me on the show today, and you can call me Joe, please. Oh. Uh, commander, is, commander is my past life, but we're talking about my future now, so uh, I was completely fine. Okay, well, let's do that. Uh, why Why are you taking on Amy Klobuchar? A couple reasons. I think, first and foremost, uh, it's time for change. We just need new uh, new ideas, uh, new ways of looking at do, uh, doing the business uh, and the government. And uh, Amy is an established politician. I mean, she's been there. She's done the minimums to get by. Her biggest accomplishment is being successfully reelected three times. You know, she's, a, she's added to the national deficit by $25 trillion. Equates to about $101,000 for every man, woman, and child in this country, by the way. You know, she campaigned to lower costs for housing and education, and none of that has happened. Seeing all of the opposite actually take place during her tenure. So I think we need a fresh approach. We need a new way of doing business. Uh, I be the guy to do it. Okay. So, Joe, what would you do differently? And and don't be broad. Be, be specific. What, what? Give me a couple of things that if you got the job – uh, the state of Minnesota gave you the keys and sent you down to D.C. What you would say, look, this is the first bill I'm going to put in. First thing that I would do is fight for a balanced budget. You can't tackle on the deficit first thing. You have to, you know, you're going to have to eat this elephant one bite at a time, right? So let's just stop adding. So we get our funding processes under control. And we balance our budget. That's first and foremost what we really need to do. Okay, I, I, you're clicking in and out there, so I'm sorry if I if I'm not picking up on the timing of of when to ask you the next question. But I'm going to make another roll at this because you did say balancing the budget. D- Joe, do you think that Donald Trump was a good president? I think uh, President Trump had policies when it came to foreign policies. He was very strong in pushing off the adversaries as a, as a threat to the United States. I think domestically, he, he did what was right for the farmers, making sure that we had good trade deals in place, finding new and different places for our products to go overseas. I think he was good for American jobs by forcing uh, American companies to reconsider jobs overseas and bringing those jobs to the United States. I'm not going to be an apologist uh, for his personality. I did vote for him, for him in 2016. When I for him in 2020 because I liked his foreign policy and national security position. So l- let me ask you this then, because you said your main focus when you got down there was going to be on the budget and on the deficit. Uh, I'm sure that you being a, a past commander, you, you know what it's like to do the X's and the O's. Uh, there has been no president in the history of America that ran up the deficit larger in such a short period of time than Donald Trump. And so it's fair for me to ask you, 
uh, as you know, the the personality issues aside, I mean, we can talk about that, and I respect your right to say that you're not an apologist for how he behaves. What I'm trying to say is, a guy you voted for twice ran up the bill, and he left us a bar tab for it. And and how do you get around that being something that you thought was good? You have to look at the external factors that were contributing to running up that tab, right? COVID actually did come into play in this whole thing. Um, think that, you know, you have to look back at responsible for the chambers for their goals and objectives. Okay. okay. I'm not going to run up American people. Serve better to have more responsible leadership in, uh, in the appropriations and budgeting process to get control of our spending. And it's not just going to be a blank check to any administration on, uh, you know, the American people. But, but, Joe, that's where I think the American people themselves struggle with both parties. I'm not trying to single your party out or Amy Klobuchar's party out. But, but we sit there and say, well, we're going to send people down there that, that get the budget under control and, and get the deficit reduced. And, and like you said, you know, take a bite of the elephant one step at a time here, one bite at a time. But, but then we forgive and ignore the fact that some people that we elected to do that didn't do that. And so that's why I raised the question, Joe. It's a good point, and you're right. No, uh, both administrations are actually uh, both parties are are a lot at fault for for running up the tab. Two is the uncontrolled piece, and the politicians that we're sending there are people who are their their biggest goal is to get reelected. That's not my goal. I'm not worried about elections six years from now. You can hold me accountable for that, but I'm not going to be a career politician who's just going to go there and live in Washington D.C. for the next forty years. My job is to go in there, fight for what I believe is right, get it done, hold me accountable for it six years' time, but try to at least make that difference and uh, to keep on sending the people, sending people back and expecting a different result, definition of insanity. And we really need to actually start sending to Washington, D.C., who are going to stick to it and who are going to fight for it. Okay. So as you look at that, and this is like a litmus test for me, because I think it crosses party lines. It was bipartisan in a, in a sense. Um, but, you know, w- when you look at the infrastructure bill, and I focus on that because it's a real passion of mine having served in government. But when, when you look at the infrastructure bill, there's no question that it added to the deficit. I would have voted for it. I would have voted for it twice if they would have let me. Because the country needs good, solid infrastructure, and we've fallen behind. But it added to the deficit. Uh, North Dakota's lone congressman voted against it. Michelle Fishbach voted against it. I mean, I believe she did. I'm, I'm almost positive about that. My point is this. How would have you voted? For finding trade-offs. And then, you know, having some experience uh, with government acquisitions and the and the, uh, and the appropriations process when I was in the Pentagon, uh, working uh, on the requirements, issues, and validations for systems, weapon systems that the government was purchasing. So I understand how branch uses the appropriations process and the budgeting process over the fiscal year, the five-year fiscal year plan to procure programs we have is within those programs, there are ways to find efficiencies within the government 
that you need Joe, in order to. Joe, I'm gonna I'm gonna interrupt you there. It isn't your fault. It isn't your staff's fault, and it sure isn't mine. But we're only getting like every third word, and you, you know, and I know oh, you I can't get we're to. Just, I'm sorry, but th- let's promise each other this. You're welcome on here anytime you want to make the point. Uh, and, and I give you my word on that, and we'll make sure you get any time you need. So I appreciate you coming on. I hope we do it again real soon, okay? Well, I appreciate your time. You bet.